Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns. And today is one of those episodes that I think it's probably going to be one of my favorites because I'm actually doing this twice now. It's the second time in about three months where we have actually done a podcast and a show facing each other physically like you're right there like real people like real people yeah yeah this is uh and you could probably hear a little bit of background noise here as well because we're together here in the fairmont in austin texas for a couple of different events you just came in on another event on the west coast but opportunity for us to get together and actually record a show here today yeah. which is pretty cool in austin which is now like the entrepreneurial mecca how did that happen by the way i don't know it's like it's all of a sudden become like this little San Francisco or something yeah. like that. You That's know? how it feels. It is, especially for digital marketing. If you look out the window, I can't really see it here because we're on like the third floor. But in my hotel room, all you see around is like, you know, construction cranes. Yeah. And you drunk know, college students. And drunk college students. So it's on, all, the, on the cranes. <laughs> on the cranes themselves, right. which is always a good combination for safety. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, OSHA. So this is uh, this has been a lot of fun because uh, I came in for one of Digital Marketers Conferences, the Scalable Summit, which was pretty intense. That was the first couple of days. Yeah, I heard that was good. Yeah, it was real good. And uh, you were out at Affiliate Summit West, which we can get into in just a little bit. But maybe before we get into that, we can give a shout out to some of the folks who have given us some positive reviews. Uh oh. Yeah, over on iTunes. And thank you for all these positive reviews here. So there's some five stars recently. And we, we, <laughs> we like to it. read the good ones as well as the bad ones. The, the bad ones are just as funny. In fairness, we did loud. bribe people for these. We did, well, we did a little bit, yeah. I think there's a couple of honest reviews in there. Team Waddell, Ralph and Kasim, you're speaking to my soul when you talk about finding solutions soul. and innovating versus anything else. Hmm. Wow. That's, yeah. That's pretty intense. That's I know. deep down inside. I know. I feel touched. Is it soul, S-O-U-L, as opposed to S-O-L-E? It is S-O-U-L. S-O-U-L. Yeah, thank God. Right. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, God. it's someone with a foot fetish. <laughs> I don't want you listening to our podcast. <laughs> so if you leave us an honest review on iTunes, we will actually read it out because we do check those and it really does help us get wider distribution and, and help a lot of digital marketers or online marketers, business people, CMOs, agencies learn how to scale their grow then their business online as well as we do talk some offline stuff too which yeah. is actually kind of cool you're listening to perpetual traffic Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert 
Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me, and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Well, there's a few things here at War Room that I was really impressed with on the offline world, but tell us like, you know, what you saw, what you were doing out at Affiliate Summit West. And it's interesting because we've all been sort of stuck in place in our homes for the last year or two. Mm. And we're now getting out and doing things, which means changing your routine maybe in the morning a bit, you know, or maybe sticking to that routine in sort of a travel way. But maybe we can talk about that just a little bit and then give us the lowdown on what you found useful and helpful over at Affiliate Summit West. Yeah, that so it's a great event. I did Affiliate Summit East in New York and then Affiliate Summit West was in Vegas at Caesar Palace. I've never been to Caesar's Palace, by the way. Yeah. Now, for, for, I'm not bashing the event because the event was awesome, but that is the tackiest hotel I've ever seen in my <laughs> entire life. That thing is it's unreal. I feel like a nine-year-old designed it it's just like we're gonna have venetian plaster everywhere well if you go down to the other end of vegas yeah yeah those are the old hotels yeah and you want tacky my friend you have tackiness and mass there i want to so. do a tacky tour a tacky tour yeah. in vegas i think that should be a tour it should be a thing it's, it's probably just vegas yeah <laughs> so caesar's was the was the event yeah and known worldwide for their sports book which is yeah you know, oh, i didn't I've, know that i've won the only money i've ever won gambling in my entire life at Caesar's at, Palace. At Caesar's Palace. Well, book. well, I'm sorry I bashed him then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but one and we'll done. That, right that was the out. only time <laughs> yeah. I ever did it, and I've never gone back again. Beginner's luck, and that was it. Yeah. Good for you. ASW was awesome. What I like, what actually is a speaker, I dislike this. Yeah. All of their breakout sessions are 30 minutes. Hmm. So it's tough, because you usually get 45 to an hour, which as an attendee, I would probably get a kick out of because it's like going to you know the buffet and being able to just sample everything really quickly and then determining who it is you're going to go follow up with later. Right. So I don't know. I, I thought the way they structured that was really cool. They also have this thing called the meat market. Have you ever been? I've heard of it. It's but nuts. I don't know exactly what it is. So the affiliate summit, it's really, it's a bunch of salespeople, which are the scariest people in the whole wide world and the most aggressive and the most fun to talk to. And you go up to this meat market and it's, it's like any other exhibitor hall except filled with these folks. Yeah. And I mean, you can't get out of there without being, you know, poked, prodded, pitched, shook, hugged, which I got a kick out of because it was, it's just a masterclass in salesmanship. 
Really? Yeah, it was. It was. It's really cool to watch. You know, people in their element. I mean, it's, it's it was louder than any exhibit hall I've ever seen. It was actually hard to get people to the breakout sessions because they're also obsessed with the meat market. Right. So that part was that was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Did you pick up any new sales techniques? I'm, I'm the worst salesperson in the world, so it wouldn't matter if I did because I like, you know, I it's just you can't polish the turd. It's just so bad. <laughs> yeah. Did you get sold? I probably got sold like a half dozen times. Yeah, there's a yeah. bunch of SaaS products that were really cool. And, and actually, speaking of being a horrible salesperson, there are folks that, that help with that, you know, build the team, build the process, those types of things. Right, right. It is one of the most difficult things that, I mean, having talked to a lot of other business owners, agency owners as well, is building out a really good sales team. Oh, it's, oh gosh. It's, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. And this is coming from a guy who actually built sales team. How many Let's, salespeople do you have? On? I have a sales staff of two right now, okay. but we want to expand because we obviously have uh, pretty aggressive goals in 2022, but capacity right now for what we're doing, which is you know about an onboarding per week for an agency customer or for our agency business, one person can handle it with a really good admin, but mm. our sales structure most likely needs to change in the coming year, which includes like a setter, which right. is the person that sort of sets up the call, takes the discovery call, and then... That's what know, Perry was talking about in his last breakout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sort of a specific setup. We've got a, we've got a really good sales team. Uh, I think that not only do they have great knowledge of the products, but a lot of industry experience selling high ticket especially. Yeah. So shout out to my boy Steve and Heather. But yeah, I mean, I think... It, Sales teams are not a natural thing for a lot of CEOs to build out because they are typically the sales guy. In your case, you're not the sales guy, though. So you actually have built out, like you've taken that next step in a lot of ways. And obviously, the people that you saw in the meat market, those aren't CEOs probably in the meat market. Maybe some of them are you know, getting involved. They're but definitely I mean, salespeople first and CEOs sales people second. first. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But well, actually, I think not that this was the intention of this episode, but I think it's a good departure because sales is such an important part of traffic. Mm-hmm. You can drive traffic. You can even convert well. But if, if people aren't selling and they're not following up, it dies on the vine. Yeah. And I've actually seen really good sales teams take mediocre traffic campaigns and turn them around and, you know, make them glow. Yeah. And there's a myriad of tools too, to make it a whole lot easier. I mean, especially if you're in the services-based industry. I mean, the one of the stats that, that we always sort of go back to is the, the quicker you can follow up with an individual, the better your chances of closing them. Hmm. So if you follow up with a inbound lead within one minute, you have a 391% increase in potentially selling them wow. in one minute. At two minutes, it's 160%. And then it just sort of degrades from there. Yeah, About three minutes, it's 98%. But that's still good. So if you can put a selling system in place, whether it's low ticket, high ticket, and in our case, it's like medium ticket, I suppose. I mean, if you can put a sales system in place where your follow-up is almost immediate and there's a lot of tools, and we might want to leave some of those in the show notes that, that uh, Perry Belcher was talking about here, some of which we now use it's it's a game changer. Mm. Some of it is just quick follow up with like a text message. And there's a lot of different tools that do that. I know Schedule Once does that. We use that. But there's a ton of other resources that we can leave inside the show notes. One of the ones that I really do like a lot is Attentive Mobile. That's for text messaging. And oddly enough, that's what one of the talks here was on uh, here today because it really hit home with me. Like sales, you're in that meat market. 
you know, you know, like there's a lot of emphasis that should be placed on sales, but I think a lot of CEOs and a lot of founders, like they're the salesperson. Mm. The most transformative thing I think that, that I've done as a business person is getting a salesperson and then I come in as a supportive role in a lot of different ways, but there's so many tools you can now use for follow up and f- following up. Uh, very quickly is so key to converting those sales because you're spending all this money on traffic, right? Right. You get those leads coming in the door. Like, what are you doing with them once they actually do come in the door? And it all starts with follow-up. We had uh, the highest performing real estate investment campaign on the planet. I like to talk about it a lot. It was an agency I owned for about seven years. We sold a couple of years ago. But before we sold, we had a five-minute rule for our clients. Mm. And my business partner in that endeavor is one of the best salespeople I've ever known. And he said, if you're not getting back to your leads within five minutes, you're fired. And it's because their leads could be twelve, fifteen hundred dollars easily. And yeah. you know, if you're in San Fran, Seattle, some of the hotter markets, you could be three, four, five grand for a lead. And his rationale was if you're not following up with your leads, you're going to fire us sooner or later because you're not gonna make any money. Yeah. And so we actually coached our clients into the five minute rule, which, you know, having heard you cite that data should have been the sixty second rule. Yeah. Well, if you're under five minutes, you're still doing pretty well because, I mean, according to the stats that we see, it's anywhere between a 62% or a 50% increase less than five minutes. The quicker, the better. Obviously, you know, your sales process in your business is going to vary. You know, in some cases, they might have to go through sort of an auditing process, mm-hmm. but at least that secondary touch. One of the things that, that Perry said here, I didn't even realize this here today, and I don't think we've realized we were going to be talking about like offside selling here so much. But one of the things that he said that stuck out with me is in most cases, when a lead comes in the door, you immediately send them a, a notification on email. And not many people actually read that first email. But what he said is that if you send a second email almost immediately after, like within seconds after, that email is opened up anywhere between 60 to 70%. Wow. Like open rates right now are, I mean, when we send out a broadcast, I don't know what it is like for you guys, but I mean, if we get 20, 25% open rates, like we're doing pretty well. Yeah, we're aiming at 20%. Yeah, I mean, and it validated it here. I was like, oh man, I'm only getting 20% open rates, but like that's pretty good. So, but if you're getting a 60 to 70% open rate just on email, just by sending... Two emails as soon as somebody opts in as a lead, you can really start to see your conversions fly. And like I said, you know, this, this show is about traffic, but it's really it's about the conversion side of the equation. Too. Well, yeah. What do you do with the traffic what after you, do you get it? it? Right. Yeah. And you know that horrible <laughs> example I've used a couple of times on the show of that bookkeeping company that we were let's say with our first Facebook ad customer, we got them four thousand, five thousand, I think it was six thousand leads with phone numbers. Like first name, email, phone number. But Ralph, they didn't show up at their office with a bag of money. Yeah, that yeah. was the problem. <laughs> that was the problem. <laughs> they had absolutely no follow-up sequence. So don't make that mistake. At least install some of these tools. Definitely get a text message um, campaign going and follow up with them as quickly as possible. Whether or not it's just a quick email or it's a you know quick phone call, you've got either a setter and then your salesperson, or if you've got one salesperson, just make sure that you're following up with your leads in at least under five minutes, mm-hmm. under one minute to two minutes, even better. I'm going to say something that is hopefully a little bold and also hopefully not going to get you to throw that microphone at me. I don't think people should run traffic until they've solidified their sales process. Mm. 
You know, yeah, right. you and I are traffic guys. Yes. But I've had clients come to me saying like, oh, I need more traffic. And when we dig into their business, it's like, no, you don't. You're, yeah. And Ryan uses the analogy of the, the leaky bucket. You've got this porous leaky bucket and all you want to do is go pour more water into it. So more traffic isn't the answer. It's if you were to just, you know, work with the traffic you have, but actually maximize the value of it, you wouldn't have to spend any more money. You might not need any more traffic. Right. I mean, one of the things we do is create traffic, but we also do do a lot on the conversion side, of course. But like it's counterintuitive to think everyone says, oh, I need more leads. I need more leads. Right. Do you? (laughs) Do you really? You actually probably need a better conversion engine, no matter what it is, whether it's your landing pages, your sales pages, your collection pages, whatever it happens to be. I know you're not split testing those pages anyway, and you're probably not split testing the pricing Mm. on any of those if it is going straight to a sales page. But if you are selling a service that requires intervention of a salesperson, what does that process look like? And if you're getting 10 leads a day and you're not selling anything, well, I would submit to you that you probably have a lot of holes in that bucket that need to be filled. And look at that. Reverse engineer it logically. Like we've all gone through sales processes as human beings. Like how do human beings behave and think about that with the end in mind? What would I do in all those situations? Start there. And then, of course, there's all kinds of resources and other help that you can do. And there's obviously agencies that consult on this kind of thing as well. We should track someone down. That would be a really good guess for the show. It was like, you know, an, an expert at building the sales process, but specifically for, you know, digital implementation. So how do you take high quality paid traffic? Or in some cases, not high quality. Not not high quality. Yeah, right. exactly. And how do you how do you convert that into dollars? Yeah, yeah. I think that's that that's the question. It's not you know it's not necessarily the size of the list that you have. It's the it's how how warm and how cultivated your relationship is with mm-hmm. your list. It's the same thing with leads. You don't need tons and tons of leads if you cultivate them in the right way. Right. And it's counterintuitive thinking because everyone, I think, wants more, more, more. So wh- what else did you learn out at Affiliate Summit West be- besides being uh, be- <laughs> being bombed by salespeople? And the, uh, what was it called again? Uh, the meat market. The meat market, no, of course. Aptly named. Aptly named. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't take many of the sessions. I flew in that morning and flew out that evening. One thing I will say, though, and, and hopefully... Hopefully this doesn't come across the wrong way because we are in the middle of a pandemic. But if you have the chance to like get out and meet people and do things, I've been avoiding that a little bit. I think a lot of people have. I just, you know, as long as you don't have a philosophical, you know, whatever issue with it, take the plunge, do it. You know, if this is a little push that you need, I've gotten so much out of just like getting out, shaking hands, meeting folks. Oh God, yeah. So it's therapeutic. So glad you brought that up. I mean, especially two years after hunkering down in our bunkers, like it it feels really good. And I think there's something about like social interaction that I was craving, and I had no idea. I didn't realize it either. I didn't realize it until I came to this event. Like I didn't know that many people in Scalable Summit. It was just some people that I did know, and I met some really cool people there. But I mean, I was a war room member here for four years. And there's still people that are here and people that I've just sort of met. And I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't realize how valuable all these relationships with. And I mean, I'm not great at like reaching out to people like, you know what I mean? Like messaging people all the time. Like it's one of those skills. Let's be honest. Nobody likes the people that are great at that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have some really lifelong friends that I'm like, how do we cultivate that relationship? It was mostly them reaching out to me. 
as opposed to me to them. So yeah. something that I definitely have to work on in my I've elder got a 30 statesman. beer rule. If I've had 30 beers with you, either in one sitting or cumulative, <laughs> then we're going to be best friends for the rest of our so lives. That means me and Steve are going to oh, be, yeah. Uh, Steve Sims, yeah. yeah, we're going to be best buddies for life because we had, we, I think we almost checked that box last night. I don't think those were beers, Ralph. <laughs> I saw the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think uh, what you're saying here is really true. Now, set aside everyone's fears and, and there's, you know, I, I think, you know, coming from a medical background, I am probably one of the more conservative people that is out there when it comes to this pandemic and masking and social distancing and everything else. But now I'm triple vaccinated and I really feel like, you know, I've been far less conservative mm. the last four or five days. And this is the second time we both went to Traffic and Conversion Summit. And there wasn't really a mask mandate at Traffic Conversion Summit either. <laughs> If at all, <laughs> but there seemed to be more space, you know, in the convention center. But yeah, if you feel comfortable with it, I think, and you are in good health, now is the time to do it because it's been tremendously energizing and uh, it's exactly the thing that you need. This has nothing to do with traffic and conversion, but w when I first started, I thought, oh, I could build a digital business just in my office, in the basement, on Twitter and on Facebook and that was not the way. It was right. as soon as I went out and started doing these things, getting out of my comfort zone. I told you I'm not a naturally like extroverted person, but like when I, as soon as I started doing that, it was tremendously helpful. And that's when the business really started to take off. And I can see, you know, in this group here, a war room, like I've craved this and I haven't even realized that I have. Yeah. Well, and if you're listening, you don't know what war room is. This is a group of like assassins. Yeah. These are, I mean, these yeah. are guys and gals that have built multi-million, hundred million, billion dollar businesses. Yeah. The guy we saw speak yesterday has a billion dollar real estate portfolio. Billion dollars. Yeah. I mean, yeah. built from the ground up and you hear some of this, I feel so stupid every time I'm in this room. I'm just like the <laughs> dumbest, poorest human. You know, I'm like, why on earth have you let me in here? But you kind of want to be there too. You know, it's yeah. like, hey, this, this is aspirational and I get to hear just some amazing cutting edge stuff. So it's been, it's been awesome. It makes you like expand your mind beyond what you think is possible you realize what's possible right yeah. like there is always like, okay so you know you set small goals and you know you have a small life or whatever that expression is but the point is is like you sort of reach a level of comfort of what you think is possible just staying within yourself until you actually meet other people that are doing these amazing things and this room is filled with those types of people like the speaker yesterday, which I don't know if you were in on, uh, a guy that I've known for years at Warham. I mean, I thought I was doing pretty well until I met him. I'm like, oh, my God, I've been just like twiddling my thumbs in the last three years. You know, since the last time I probably saw him. He's bought like 12 companies. Yeah. And, you know, he has 100 million users on his software platforms. Like crazy smart probably one of those and spoke before war room yesterday but you just sit there you listen you meet people like this and the nicest guy in the world too he's actually been on the show here it's just crazy is how accessible all of them are yeah like you know there's and he'll no tell you like what he did yeah, yeah yeah like cards are on the table book is wide open ask me anything yeah yeah we were going through like how did you do all the acquisitions we're talking at the bar two nights ago he told me everything he's like i did this 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 and this i'm like oh wow yeah, he I'm basically kind of... owns all things wordpress now right <laughs> <laughs> I think he is. Yeah, he owns he is like WordPress. WordPress. Yeah, he, he owns WordPress. the WordPress ecosystem. Pretty much. Yeah. If he doesn't already, he is about to within the next like three months. Yeah. You know, but it's that kind of stuff that you really do gain a lot of mental clarity 
and sort of a reset of your brain. And I think our brains have been closed. There's been a closed space we've been in. I think there's been a closed sort of way of thinking, maybe not thinking about all these other possibilities. Well, Although, and fearful. I mean, and you know, fearful. Some, exactly. some of it justified, of course. Some of it maybe pushed upon us. And I think fear does something catastrophic to your thinking. Yeah. You know, I mean, like it's 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 an evolutionary construct, right? Like there's two trillion years of evolution involved. And if I feel fear, then I need to kind of, you know, Alamo up, bunker down. And, and that's a dangerous place to be from an entrepreneurial perspective. Yeah, it is. It is. And then you know, I mean, if you're not growing, you really, you know, you're dying as a business. I mean, you have to continuously grow and get new ideas fed to you to think outside of that comfort zone. Like every level that your business grows to, you're like, Holy crap, I've never been here before. Like, now what do I do? <laughs> all new problems. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And seeing somebody like Sayed Balki, who's been able to do this, or like other agency owners, or, you know, the guy who owns like the billion dollars of real estate, it's like, wow, like I'm, there is a pathway. Mm. And they probably didn't know the right path either, but they figured it out as they went along and asked for help. Right. Which is one of the reasons why a group like War Room or any mastermind for that matter is hugely valuable for us as humans. Hey, it's Kasim here, and I have a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your website? Now, I know that sounds crazy, but seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully target your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with U.S. laws and regulations, and every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. That means you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and then safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. I've personally met the CEO, Adam Robinson, and the guy is absolutely brilliant. And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for PT listeners. If you are an e-commerce brand that's doing over a million in annual revenue and you've gone through their easy 30-minute onboarding process, if you don't 5X your investment within the first six months, they will give you all of your money back. To take advantage of this offer, go to getemails.com forward slash scalable. That's getemails.com forward slash scalable. Hey, PT listeners. When's the last time your business published on its blog? If the answer is, that's way too long for me to remember, I want you to listen up because our friends at BKA Content have a new service where they'll deliver fresh blogs to your inbox and all you have to do is just post them on your site. Now, these articles are all originally written just for your business. They're not generic articles that are just copy and pasted or thrown into some AI software or written by a VA. No, these are professional writers who are going to sit down and write articles just for your business. We've used them in the past and they're absolutely fabulous. Now, if you want an extra reason to go try them yourself, BK is giving PT listeners half off their first month. Just go to bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual to get started. That's bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual. Yeah, it's it's also crazy just the, the, the pedigree that you have access to. Like, you can get in front of some pretty unbelievable people. Hmm. 
And I mean, you have to invest a little bit of money because all these masterminds cost a little bit of money. You have to invest a little bit of time. But then, I mean, we're, you know, one standard deviation away from Tim Ferriss, I found out yesterday. Yeah. You know, I'm and shopping Elon Musk. Yeah, and Elon Musk and Richard yeah. Branson. You and know, Elton like, John. Right. <laughs> I don't know what Elton's going to do for my business. I don't know but, what he's yeah. going to do, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, it is kind of <laughs> cool. Yeah. I want to meet Rocket Man. And, you know, not to, not to name drop because that's not the point of this, but, but, I do think that proximity makes a really big difference. Yeah. And there's that whole, it's who you know thing. And people usually, they usually cite that as a, as a disadvantage. Like, oh, well, everything's who you know. And it's like, yeah, maybe that's true, but you can meet them. You know, you can put yourself in a position to go out and meet the people that you need to meet. And they don't necessarily need to be a name, but they could just have like the audience or the group or the software or the product or the service that you don't have. Right. So anyway, you know, getting off the soapbox, but I mean, if, if you're listening to this and you're on the fence, go, and it doesn't have to be War Room, go join a mastermind, go to an event, just go out and, and meet some people. And I think you'll be shocked at, you said the exact right word, it's energizing. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, this is something that um, at a very different level, like my first mastermind was the Chamber of Commerce yeah. for, you know, the canal region of Cape Cod. I mean... <laughs> That was my mastermind. And then I joined Business Networking International, BNI, you know, which every Friday at 7 a.m. I had to come in there with my 60-second speech and not really a natural thing for me to do, going to a group of 30 strangers, and now they're like lifelong friends. Mm. And you, know, you had to pitch your business every single week. You know, you got really good at that kind of stuff. But like that was my network at that point in time in my business. And then it sort of evolved from there. So you don't have to, you know, join a high level mastermind like War Room. But if you have the means and you're at that level in your business, something like that is highly encouraged. I Absolutely. think for both you and I. But wherever it is, having that energy of other business owners, other ideas, being open to other ideas. But then also it's probably going to be good for your business because you're probably going to pick up some customers along the way. Oh, I, the best deals I've ever done have been done in rooms like this or at events. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think it's an important thing for people to know. I think entrepreneurs also like to be the, the big dog. You know, I mean, you, you're the CEO or the founder or a C-level or whatever. And so you're on the top of this little pyramid mm -hmm. and it sucks to step out of that. You know, it sucks to be in a room where you're not the most important in the room, yeah. but I also think that's the most important room it's for you humbling. to be in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like nobody here is going to do what I tell them to do. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I feel really good. And like all of a sudden you see somebody else, you're like, oh my God, that feeling of I, I just haven't been doing what I, you know, I'm capable of doing, but still that's not the thing. Like right. you got to get over that, you know, put, set the CEO aside and just learn from others. And I, I'm going to butcher this quote, but. I don't know whether it's Sam Walton or somebody said it. There's everyone that you meet, you can learn something from them, no matter who they are. And whether that's, you know, the cashier at the grocery store or, you know, the electrician that comes to your house or, you know, the badass CEO who's buying up all of WordPress. There's mm -hmm. something that you can learn from every individual person. And I think, you know, if you sort of have that mindset of open and humility but also hunger to learn and hunger to grow. Combine that with a good traffic and conversion campaign on digital marketing. Chances are you're going to be pretty successful. Yeah. So that is this week's show. We're going to be heading back into war room here because there's a speaker that we want to see in about 10 minutes or so. So we're going to, the clock is ticking. But for all the resources that we mentioned here on this week's show, head on over to perpetualtraffic.com. 
And this has been episode 338. And if you'd like to leave us an honest, positive review on iTunes, we would absolutely love that. And we will read your name out on the air. You'll be perpetual traffic, famous, you know, whatever that means to you. It just you give you the warm fuzzies. You will be immortal in the iTunes podcast feed. So how about that? So make sure you do head over to perpetual traffic. Dot com, Kasim Aslam, my awesome co-host. It's been great doing another show live. We actually physically just fist bumped. Until next week, see ya. Peace. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.